Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Praise God. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. All right. We've been talking about behind enemy lines and the concept of that message is for us to realize that we are at war. I know that uh, many times people would, um, you know, generally want to hear about how they can make it, how they can prosper more, marry more, have more children and all those things. But you need to be aware that we are at war. So we need to constantly remind each other of what is really going on in the world that we are in. You are at war. And you see, this war doesn't, um, doesn't ask your permission. It's not the type that you say, oh, me, I don't like trouble. No, it's not that type. Whether you like trouble or you don't like trouble, you are what? At war. The war involves you. It doesn't matter whether I like trouble or not. It doesn't matter. As long as you're a human being, there's a battle for your soul. This war is not a war of, of, of a physical war. In the physical, people fight over land because that's where we need to inhabit. But in the spiritual, people fight over the souls of men because that's where either God or Satan will inhabit. Does somebody get what I'm saying? So the battle is for your soul, for your soul and the souls of others. Satan can't do anything without your soul, so he wants to drag you to hell. Same thing with God. Without your soul too, God can't do anything for you. He needs to win your soul. So it's a battle of souls. So as long as you're a human being on this earth, you are involved in this battle. You are involved in this what? Battle. Okay. We've built it to some points. We're going to go on today. Last week we looked at the fact that, you know, we were studying who the enemy is. And we said he's an accuser and he's also a tempter. We did that in two services last week. He's an accuser. Whenever you see, in fact, the way the Bible says it is that he accuses us before God day and night. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? So Satan is actually standing <laughs> in, in, in heaven or in the spirit, let me say it that way, accusing you day and night. Day and night. And that's why we said that at every point in time, you must decide who is using you. It's either God is using you or the devil is using you. One of them is using you at every point in time. You must decide who is using you at this time. Whenever you are accusing another believer, you should know who is speaking through you at that time. It's not God. It's Satan that is an accuser. And thank God the Bible says we have an advocate with the Father. Hallelujah. There's somebody also defending you day and night before God. Oh, somebody, I thought you'd be happy to hear that. I said there's somebody also defending you day and night before God. Saying, no, this one will not waste no, I cancel every wrong thing they've done. I forgive them. It's canceled. <laughs> DJ, I thought you put the scripture. Who is, who is doing DJ for me today? Please, I need you to be allowed to, whoever that is. He said, my little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not. God will never support sin. He said, don't sin, no. He said, but if any man does sin, though, we have what? Advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. It's not interesting that the person that is righteous is defending us. Then the person that is guilty is accusing us. Is that not interesting? I you know that's how it happens in the earth. Other sinners, fellow sinners are the ones accusing other sinners. But Jesus the righteous is saying, I defend him. 
Whenever you are accusing a, a believer, just know that it's Satan using you at that time, not God. And we saw, we saw Peter used by both God and Satan in the same chapter. Praise God. Come and say with me, I'll be used of God. So today we're looking at two things. I'll rush them as fast as I can. The first one we're looking at is that the devil is the enemy. One of the names he's called in scripture is our enemy. First Peter chapter 5. The devil is our enemy. He said our adversary, the devil. First Peter 5 verse 8. Give me NIV so that we'll look at where they said the enemy. Give me NIV. Look at it here. It says, be alert. Come on, tell your neighbor, be alert. No, you didn't say it. Well. Look at your neighbor for me. Say, be alert. Do you see that? It said, be alert and sober mind. And of sober mind, it said, your what? Enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. While you are watching Instagram, watching Facebook, watching Netflix, somebody's going about looking for who to devour. He's not playing. He's your enemy. He's not a nuisance. Like Pastor Mildred always says, Satan is not a nuisance. He's an enemy. There's a difference. A nuisance is somebody you ignore. But an enemy is somebody that is after you. They say he has come to kill, to steal, and to what? Destroy. He wants to destroy you. He's not playing with you. He's not just somebody whiling away time. He's not just somebody making empty threats. No. He's an enemy. He say you adversary the enemy. He's looking about, looking for who he will devour. Very important. He's not a nuisance, an enemy. There's a difference, sir. And the beauty or the key thing we need to note here is that we need to recognize him as the enemy. This means that a lot of times when people are fighting you, it's not even the people fighting you, the enemy fighting you. Satan is the real enemy. Ephesians 6 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness, against powers, against spiritual authorities. So basically, our our battle is never with human beings. Human beings are never your enemies. Satan is only using them. And now, see the danger. The moment you think this human being is your enemy, you will fight him back. And you see, when two of you fight, only one person wins. Satan. No matter who wins the physical battle here, Satan is the real winner. None of you win. There are many homes that are broken. If I, I begin to ask here now, some of you, you, in the village you come from, your village... It's not in good terms with one other part of the village. Am I correct? Yes or no? Inside that, your own part of the village, there are some compounds that are not in good terms with each other. Am I correct? Inside that compound, there are some buildings, some families there that don't flow well. Am I correct? Inside that family, there's one brother that doesn't greet another brother. Am I correct? That's not going well. Inside that, your own one brother. <laughs> Am I correct? Many people think they are winning the arguments. The real winner is the devil. He's breaking down families, breaking down countries, breaking down churches, breaking down departments. And he's the only one winning. Because we think this person is my enemy, that person is my enemy. You no human being is your enemy. If somebody gets what I'm saying, no human being, so don't waste your energy. The real enemy is Satan. If you see, Jesus had, and what I'm praying for is that you have spiritual maturity like Jesus. Jesus was able to recognize that it wasn't Peter talking. He didn't even talk to Peter. He just said, get thee behind me, Satan. He was able to recognize who the real enemy was. If he was today, if you're not spiritually mature, and, and Peter gave that advice that he gave. So if you, you know, if you have been coming, you have dealt with this story. 
Peter told Jesus he's not going to die. And Jesus dying was the way he would get to glory. Meaning Peter was a hater. He was trying to stop Jesus' destiny. If it was today, Jesus would have said, this guy is against me. He would have told John and James, I don't want to see you relate with this guy. That Peter, now hater now, that guy wants to stop my destiny now. He wants to stop my breakthrough. He would have, you know, painted Peter in a certain way. He won't share secrets again with Peter. That relationship would have gone. Jesus, the person would have thought he won, but he didn't win. You lost a brother. Only Satan won. There are many homes today. The, the, the family is broken. Some of you come from those homes where there are siblings that don't relate. You didn't win the argument. Satan won. You know what began to make Solomon trend? You know Solomon in the Bible? You know what made him trend in his time? He didn't have to twerk or go naked. What made Solomon trend in his time was that two women had babies. And overnight, one of them, I think, slept on her baby and the baby died. Two fresh babies, so one died overnight. By morning, the one that the baby died had switched the baby and taken the one that is alive. So by morning, they were now dragging for the baby that is alive. They now brought the case to Solomon. By that time, his followers were not, maybe 1,000 followers on Instagram. Twitter, not much. No. <laughs> they brought the case to him. How do you solve that case? Fresh born baby. How do you know? They, they didn't have DNA. They didn't have all those things that time. How do you know who the baby belongs, who the baby belongs to? Solomon said something very wise. He used the wisdom of God. He said, simple. He said, since two of you are dragging this baby, let's divide this baby into two. And you take one part, you take one part. And immediately, the person that owned the baby said, ah, no. If it's like that, let that person keep the baby. But the one that didn't own the baby said, divide it. Now listen. At every point in time when you are deciding to divide, break your marriage, break your family, break whatever. It, remember, it's your marriage. Not Satan's own. Mm, it's your marriage. It's your family that you want to break, not his own. So he'll be glad to say, break it. He'll be glad to say, divorce. It's your marriage. You know, the church you want to break is not Satan's church. It's your, it's your church. He'll say, break it. The department you want to scatter is not Satan's own. It's your department. So most people don't realize it's your own. He's okay to agree with you to break what belongs to you. That woman was okay for them to divide her baby because it wasn't her baby. There's no time you will agree for them to kill your baby. You would rather even leave it for them. And Satan has been winning many families because they will hold their ground, defend. Then you, you, are, you are just losing a brother. You are losing a sister. You are losing a niece. You are losing a nephew. You are losing a cousin. That's all that is happening. Satan is the only winner. So you must recognize him as the enemy. He's the real enemy. Too many things have been destroyed because everybody was angry. They, they thought this uncle, this friend, this brother was the real enemy. No, Satan, the real enemy. And once the Yawagas, he will just go to the next place. Satan is the real enemy. And thank God for Jesus' spiritual maturity. He rebuked Satan direct and continued with Peter as if nothing ever happened. He didn't hold it against him. If you can't forgive, you can't walk this walk of God. 
you need to realize that sometimes some people is not them talking. Don't hold it against them. See, all this praying for your enemies to die, if God answers that prayer, you know how many of us will be left on the earth? Guess, if God answered the prayer of key my enemy, how many of us think will remain on the earth? Can somebody guess? Nobody. Because somewhere, sometime, somebody is seeing you as their enemy. Somebody is seeing you as their enemy. So if God was answering that prayer, all of us would be dead. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I shared a story in the first service how one woman that had a very bad husband that the husband was locking her and her kids in the basement. The husband had poured hot grease on them before. The husband had even threatened with a knife to stab them. And they called the pastor to come and talk to her. She was about to leave the marriage. So the people that called the pastor assumed that the pastor would support her to leave. So when the pastor got there, the pastor heard the whole story. The pastor said, yes, you have a right to leave because, you know, this guy is dangerous and everything. So if you want to leave, you really can. But he said, on the other hand also, you need to realize that your real enemy is not this, not this guy. It's the devil. And it's your marriage, remember. Because when after all is said and done, everybody will go to their house. It's your marriage that is broken. You need to know that. So after the man of God spoke to her, even the people that called the man of God, they were angry because that's not what they were expecting him to say. And the woman after that decided to stay, that she's not going. So she began to pray and began to deal with the spiritual and left the guy. She was not even moved by all the bad things the guy was doing again. You see, when you are still letting people provoke you easily, you can't love them. If you're allowing what every single thing they're doing affects you, then you can't love them. If you're going to love somebody, you must learn to overlook. Especially in, on, on, on the short run, overlook whatever they're doing. Do you know what? It, <laughs> later, and they, later, they found out that this guy, the parents had sacrificed him to idols when he was young. They had gone to take him to this fetish place, killed foul paw on his neck when he was a child, and covenanted him with the devil. So all his behavior was behaving. It was Satan. See, at the end of the day, Satan is one that wins. When he drags somebody to go and kill somebody, or he drags somebody to go and steal, and they catch the person and give fire in squad, he said he's the only one winning because people are dying. He's the only one winning when souls perish. They found that this guy was already was into occultic stuff from when he was a child. So that's why he was behaving that way. And you know that woman, because of her patience and everything, that guy later became born again. And even became a pastor. You see, because she was able to wait it through. I'm not saying if they're trying to beat you, you must stay in the marriage. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to say, you need to be able to see beyond the behavior of that person. To see the spirit moving them. Oh, at every point in time. It's either God is talking through people around you or Satan is talking through them. You must be discerning and mature enough to know who is speaking through the person talking to you. If you don't know, you will run into trouble. You must be so aware of the spiritual world. Hallelujah. The devil is the real enemy. He said our enemy, the devil, is roaring around. Hallelujah. Hmm. I think many relationships would have been saved. Many, many families would have been saved. Many marriages would have been saved if people could understand that this man is not my enemy. The devil just wants to break my home. You see, if you, if, 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 let, let me use marriage. Unfortunately, they're not, <laughs> let me use marriage. If, 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 if your husband is doing something, your wife is doing something that is not good, you need to realize, and you are not, you married this person, not that you married at gunpoint. Do you understand? Not that they force you to match you there. 
to grandma, you, you were once in something that looked like love with this person. You know? And you have kids with this person. And they are behaving in a mad way. You need to realize that it's your marriage. It's your baby they want to divide. It's your baby. There's no good ending. You might feel better on the short run, but on the long run, the scar of that divorce will still be there. It's not, it's not easy. There's no easy route. So don't let the devil just come and have fun. You know, it's not you he should pick on. If he's less busy this weekend, he shouldn't come to your house. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need to understand how to get, tell him to get out. And that's what said. Tell, 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 Jesus told him, get the behind. He said, get out of here. That's what he said. He said, can you leave this place? We are talking something. You are putting him out. He didn't even talk to Peter. Was, I'm, 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 imagine how strange it would have looked. Was it, they were discussing something important. I was sharing with people how I'm going to die, resurrect, something serious. You, you can't put him out. He just rebukes and get out of here. And he continues what he was saying. Don't let him, you know, come and sit down in your house when he doesn't have what to do. Sometimes your kids are behaving in certain ways, not your kids. You need to speak to the spirit behind them. Sometimes your wife, your husband, your cousins, your parents are behaving in certain ways. You need to go, go in your secret place and pray. Spirits have ears. They can even hear whisper. They can rebuke. Some, some customers. Satan provoking them. And you see, why this is important is that if you sit down and just fold your hands, they can cause a lot of damage. Ah. Satan is an enemy. He's not a friend. He's here to kill, steal, and what? Destroy. So he's not, he's, he's, he's not playing. He's not having fun. His time is running out. So he's not trying to have fun. He knows if he destroys one marriage, there's a high chance it would affect the kids. I don't have time to give you statistics, but as a marriage counselor, one marriage that breaks gives us at least 20 people to deal with. Because it's a person, generation, another generation. Most people that are sexually molested are from either broken homes or absentee homes. That's parents are absent or the parent or the home broken. Most people. So you see the impact because they are not be, being given the protection normal parents will give. <laughs> it's like saying you are playing a football match without goalkeeper. Can you picture those of you that know football? Imagine that we are not complete. We say, okay, we'll not get picked. Okay, or when they give one person red card in a team. You know that the dynamic of the match changes. That's how it is when God designed a home for two parents to run it. And only one is running it. You are already deficient. One whole part of the field is empty. Satan will just enter there and start running around. Because one whole part of the field is empty. Somebody gets what I'm saying. Don't let him come near your business. Business is not moving. You're just sitting down watching. See, apart from the physical things you need to do to grow your business, don't, of course, they will teach you those ones in motivational speaking. That's not my own job. They will teach you that, uh, print letter heading, uh, branding. All those things. It's great. It's not bad. But you as a spiritual person, you need to see poverty for what it is. Ah, poverty is bad. Some of the greatest evil happen when people don't have, when you don't have money, your options are few. There are things you can't tell rich people. But if you tell poor people, they will consider it out of hunger. How many rich people's children go and riot for election? But if my, you know, say, even if I stay at home, I will see hunger will still keep me here. So let me go and die of cutlass outside. What if I stay at home, hunger will still keep me here now? It's poor people's children you can tell that thing. You can't go and tell the children of billionaires that let's go and carry a sword. You can't tell him that when he's driving Ferrari. You can't tell him to go and do that. 
I don't know what people are laughing about, but I'm just talking. <laughs> Is somebody get what I'm saying? When you're poor, you, you need to see poverty. Some people think when we preach prosperity, it's about just preaching. Don't understand. When people are poor, Satan takes advantage of it. Don't just sit down there. Your health is failing. And you're just taking only medicine. It's not bad. Of course, medical science is good. That's why people sitting at home because of coronavirus. I'm worried, and you go to work. You go everywhere. But you can't come to church. See, the danger of entertaining Satan. You won't like it all. The people that are dying of coronavirus, go and check this data. How many of them got it in church? Some of them came to meet them in their household. <laughs> when you make room for Satan, he will come and sit down. Why are you not going to church? <laughs> I don't want to contact the virus. Ah, you have welcomed it. The 200,000 people that died in America, it's church, they got it. <laughs> the people that died in, in Nigeria, it's church, they got it. Don't entertain such things. Your business is not working. Tackle it in prayer. Wake up. Fast. You can fast. Last week, I'm going to talk about how to deal with the enemy. He said, this kind going not out, but by prayer and fasting. Your career is going down, going down. And you see, when one person's career or business is going down, next thing that will happen, they will start jealousy of other people that are making it. So, you see, one small thing. Satan will always capitalize. His time is running out. You will not become a hater. Not be beefing people. Pray about it. Tackle it in prayer. Hallelujah. The devil is a liar. He's the real enemy. He wants to break homes, break families. Can you imagine how many families now that brothers are not talking, sisters are not talking. Because small, small argument, they think they are winning each other. It's Satan that is winning. When we act in the flesh, only Satan wins. Hmm. Point number two. So number one is that Satan is your enemy. You must, know, you must recognize him in every situation and deal with him. While you are treating the issue naturally, also first address it spiritually. Don't pick up malice unnecessarily. Don't turn somebody to your enemy. There's no human being that is your enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's not our fight. First spiritual. Tackle it spiritually. Tackle it spiritually. Pray in the spirit. I'm going to deal with this next week. Praying in the spirit. See, your business might not move in. Look, when you pray in the spirit and tackle it in the spirit, is, uh, I don't want to go into next week's message. Because, you know, when you pray like that, sometimes it might not be that business that will now prosper. On that whole channel might open that you didn't even know before. Because sometimes Satan, God also plays the devil. Satan went to block Job. He said when Job returned, it was two times. It was double the wealth he had. God can open a different channel altogether. Hallelujah. Job didn't know it was the devil attacking him. He was just, in fact, Job was blaming God. Him and his friends, they were blaming God. You see, he's not a New Testament believer, so I understand that. But if you're a New Testament believer, instead of crying at all this thing going on, stand up and rebuke the devil. Resist him and he shall flee. Don't entertain him. Don't entertain him. Resist him. Resist him. Don't let him break your marriage. Don't let him break your family. Sometimes your wife is talking. Just know this one is not uh, my wife. It's not my wife talking. Just say, give me one minute. 
You just go into the kitchen. That's naughty spirit speaking through Bola. <laughs> Get out now in Jesus' name. Then you come back and say, hey, let's continue. <laughs> say, uh, or let's talk later at night. Praise God. So stop praying for your enemies to die. It doesn't favor you in any way. If that person dies, the spirit will just jump and enter on that person altogether. And how many will you kill? How many will you kill? Number two, Satan is a deceiver. He's a what? Oh, this is that major thing you need to know about him. He's a deceiver. He's a deceiver. Ah, this one is one of his major tools. Oh. Look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. Revelation 12, 9. He's a deceiver. Look at it, he said, and the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent. Take note of that, it's very important. That old serpent. He said, called what? The devil. And what? They mentioned all his name here. He said, which what? Deceived the whole world. Who does he deceive? The whole world. Satan is a deceiver. And he's deceiving the whole world. Deceiving the whole... If you allow him, the way they said it in Matthew 24, they said if it were possible, even the very elect, that means God's children too, will be deceived. Matthew 24, 24. Talking about the end time. He said even the very elect will be deceived. Look at it here. For there shall arise false Christ. And false what? What's paining me today is that Christians don't even know enough of the Bible to know that. It's not everybody that holds microphone and is inside hall that is a pastor. Native daughters are now tired of staying inside shrine. They are tired of that life, of putting white chalk on one eye and wearing feather. They are tired of all those things. So they too have come to town. They wear suit and shirt and rent mic and rent hall inside AC and they are operating too. And many Christians... They still lump those kind of people together with pastors. Say, pastors, I saw one pastor that was walking on people, marching people. That's not a pastor. Oh, because he's holding mic and inside her, you they will lump everybody together because he calls himself prophet. He's not a pastor, definitely not. He said, he said, he said, false Christ, false prophets. And they shall show what? Great signs and wonders. Because that's some people say, once he's doing miracles, it must be God. Of course not now. You know, you don't even know what we're saying. Satan too does miracles now. When Moses dropped his rod and he turned to serpent, the Egyptian um, habit is to drop their own rod, he turned to snake too. Just that Moses will swallow their own. But they all turned something to snake. That means they, that, that's not the first day they were turning doing that. They've been doing magic. You, you think Satan is not real? Satan is a spirit too. He's a spirit. He does, he can do things like magic. He can move things around too. He's a real person. I mean, he's a real being. I don't know if he's a person. <laughs> but he's, a, he's real. Some people don't, don't think Satan is real. He's, of course he's real. He, in fact, he had deceived the whole world to even believe he doesn't exist. That's part of what he had deceived the whole world. That he doesn't, that there's no devil. Why he's alive and running around. He's not well. I don't want to say alive and well, but he's not well. <laughs> Somebody came and said, so 
Because said, um, for there shall be false, go back to Matthew 24, 24. There shall be false Christ, false prophets, and that they will do um, great signs and wonders in so much that if we are possible, they shall even deceive what? The very elect. The elect, they're talking about the Christians that are supposed to even know better. To know that this one is not a Christian. This one is not even a pastor. Just because he's, he's, <laughs> he's not a pastor now. Because he's carrying suit and tie and microphone. But they say, if you're not careful, the elect will be deceived. He's a deceiver. And the problem with deceit is that once you are deceived, Satan doesn't have to destroy you. You destroy yourself. You help him to finish it. On that way, he has deceived the world is to even say that there is no God. Ah, there are many atheists everywhere. On that way, he deceives people is to even say that we came from uh, 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 the the dust. Now he become tadpole. Tadpole now become uh, frog. Frog now become antelope. Antelope now become monkey. Monkey now become... Eh? Eh? And by the way, there's no scientific proof of that thing anywhere, anytime. That anything has evolved to another thing. No scientific proof that we came from monkey and we are... No, there's no proof of it. It's just an ideology that people are pushing. There's no... Among scientists, they know there's no scientific proof that human being came from tadpole and became monkey and no such thing. But yet, yes, and this thing that's making us laugh in Africa, but we are not, we don't buy those things. Amongst white people, is a preach to white people that don't believe there's God at all. They don't even, they don't even know who is Jesus. They don't even know. It's those ideologies. He has deceived the whole world. You see, and if he can tell you you came from monkey, if he can tell you you came from nothing, it means you are going to nothing. So you need to know where the story is going. He's a deceiver. He's not. He's, he's going somewhere. If he say you came from nothing, it means you are you are ending nothing. Which means you can live today anyhow. Since all die now, die. When we die, we disappear. We lost. Ah, so this is the only life I have. Let me rock it. But the day you believe that you came from someone and you are going back to report to that person, it suddenly puts pressure on you to live where here. Since your reporting to that person is marked by how you lived here. Are you seeing what is going on? So if you can tell you came from nothing, you're going to nothing, then who cares? Why should I even know God or behave well? I can keep people now. <laughs> but what if you know that for everything you do on the earth, you will give account for it? Mm. That will change how you're living. That will change how you're living. If somebody gets what I'm saying. He's a deceiver. He deceives the whole world into believing all kinds of things. How do you handle a deceiver? You handle a deceiver. The best way, because you see, the, the, the lies that have power is half truth. Half truth is the best kind of lie. 100% lie doesn't make sense. So you go tell 100% lie. You, know, you can't deceive anybody with 100% lie. The best deceiving deception is the one where you mix it with some truth. Ah! That one, you, you need to have truth to discern that one. If not, that one will deceive you all the time. Because it has some element of truth in it. So the way the Bible says it is that test every spirit. Test the spirit behind the statement. Sometimes the statement seems okay until you check the spirit behind it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. It's the spirit behind it that determines whether it's a right statement or not. Sometimes the statement looks innocent, looks correct. Just that when you, when you test the spirit, look at it, you say, beloved, believe not every spirit. He said, but do what? Try the spirits, whether they are of what? God. Because, why? 
many false prophets have gone into what? The world. Especially online. There are many. You say there are many. Many, not one. You say many of them. So test the spirit behind it. Very easy to know when you know the spirit behind it. <laughs> Look at a common, a very good statement. <laughs> Remember that story where somebody said, why don't we sell this perfume and give to the poor? It's, it's a good statement. It's a good idea. Ordinarily, it's a good idea. For those that don't know the story, there was a woman, um, Jesus was about to go, die. It was getting close to the day he would die. So one woman took her perfume. This perfume was worth a year's salary. So quickly calculate your own one-year salary. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it was your one-year salary. You've already said I will ask him, have you? Yeah, well, okay, don't tell us. But everybody here, quickly calculate your one-year salary. For some of you, maybe you make up to one million naira a month. That's 12 million naira. That's the worth of that perfume. If you're making 500K, that's 6 million or thereabout. If you're making 250K, that's what? That's what? Oh, well, no, no, mass. No try. Mm. No try. Edo, uh, you. <laughs> All this when I add students. This is where I design students here. Eh? Okay, but you know the point. So, <laughs> five million or whatever, whatever, one year salary. That woman took that perfume. One year salary was. Now, she didn't spray it. Now, there are perfumes today that are two million or whatever. We know there are perfumes like that. But those kind of perfumes, you spray it. And you lock it back in the safe. <laughs> Even your family members can't go near it. And you won't buy for one week because it will last for one week. But this woman didn't spray Jesus. She took that one year salary, which is anywhere from 6 million to 12 million naira today. Took that one, one year worth of perfume and broke it. Ah. People began to shout, this waste is too much. Which kind of waste is this? Why, don't, why didn't we sell this thing and help the poor? This would have paid many people's school fees. This would, have, this would have fed many poor people. Which kind of ministry are these Nigerian pastors doing? This could have helped poor. A country where over 80% are below the poverty line. And you're driving private jets. Why don't we sell it? That statement sounds very logical until you test the spirit behind it. That's the deceiver. He doesn't, he doesn't tell you stupid things. He tells you things that will look like it makes sense. But go and test the spirit. Do you know who made that statement? That gave it? Do you know who first made it? Until tomorrow, it's the same person making it. Everywhere in the world online, same person. His name is Judas. The prince of thieves. Same person. See, talking through the, all the people shouting. Same person. Judas said, let's sell it and give it to the poor. And they made it clear in the Bible. They said, he wasn't saying it because he loved the poor. He was saying it because he was the one keeping the purse. And he knows that if they sell this kind of thing, he will be able to take a lot of money from the purse. If they didn't give us that information, if, we, if they stopped that, sell it and give to the poor, many people would have supported it. That is true now. Uh-uh. And Jesus answered and said, you will always have opportunity to do things for the poor. Don't stop doing things for the poor. And they said, they said the reason why Jesus said so was because they had the purse and they usually gave to the poor. That wasn't the first time they would say they do that. They said, that, that one doesn't affect this one. Be doing that one. There's nowhere in scripture where they said the church should help the poor. What they said is that Christians, me and you, 
should help the poor. So why somebody's going on air and saying church should help the poor? No, it's me. They didn't say uh, the church of God. No, they say Christians, believers. Me and you should go and help the poor. That's what they said. The church is not the building. It's us. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's me and you. They said we can't do it. It's not any building. They didn't say no organization. It's me and you. So, they said, and you know what? And they said, immediately Jesus, Jesus said that because they didn't answer him well and they didn't follow what he said. He left there angry. You see all this in Matthew and some other parts of it. I don't want to read it because of time, but it's there. Uh, I think Matthew 26, I can't remember. But basically, he left there. It was, it was that anger he used to leave to go and meet the chief priest and told them, how much will you guys give me to betray this guy? It was right. He left from there. I wish I had time to show it to you. Okay, look at this. He said, and from that time, do you see? Can you go back later to see what, how they got here? So he said, then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot. He said, went unto the chief priest. I want to what he said that from, uh, and he said unto them, what will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. It was from there. After he saw how Jesus was enjoying ministry. Are we not all doing it? Why will you your pastor drive this car? Why will you your pastor enjoy such luxury? He said, I'm going to start my own ministry. He left from there. Right from there. He was so upset. that he went to meet the chief priest. Say, how much will you guys give me to betray him? I said, from that day, he began to look for the chance to betray him. So, you see, this, that's the spirit behind that statement. If you don't check that spirit, you will think what he said makes sense. Check all the people saying, see, there's nobody really doing charity that I've seen that will come on air and accuse other people of not doing. I've never seen it. Anybody that is really giving to the poor, they don't have time to come and say, why are others not going to know? They are so humble, so happy at the privilege to do so. They only talk about themselves and what they are doing. They will not come and say, but the people shouting, why not? They? They, they are not doing anything. They are usually very greedy people. Test every spirit. Why don't you sell your jet and give to the poor? You talking, that's your phone. That you are using to type this rubbish. Can we start from there? So you want to hold your phone, but somebody else should sell his own. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I asked one guy, one guy said, why should a pastor have jet? I said, you, why should you have, because the guy has a very fine car. I said, why should you have this car? He said, but this car is my transport. I said, It's only poor people that actually have problems with this jet issue. Because in their mind, they think jet is for posing. They have no clue what it takes to maintain or service a jet. If you know what a jet is, you can't use it to play. It's not for play. Even people that buy it for luxury, after a while they sell it. You can't do jet. Now they use play. They use pose. <laughs> that posing is expensive posing. It's not sustainable posing. The same way your car is transport at your level. Somebody's jet is transport. Let's sell it and give to the poor by your driving fine car. Let's start from your car. No, I want to keep my car. The spirit is wrong. Sell and give to the poor is, Jesus has never said it is Judas that said it, Prince of Thieves. I've never heard a good giver say it. It's thieves that say it. Test every spirit. And we saw the main guy that says it. We saw him with the fraudster, how he worshipped. That's the spirit you're looking for. 
That's the spirit talking. Talking. See, see if you watch well, that's why don't, don't follow anything you see online. Oh, be careful of this online. Oh, online is movie. Oh, it's a movie. Don't follow. It's not. Some of things are not real. There are many women that have gone to break their marriage because somebody told them online to fight. <laughs> Some of the people giving you bad cancer online, they come behind and ask those pastors for cancer. Oh, you know I'm a pastor. I'm and I'm online. I'm popular online. Many of the people pushing you to go and break your marriage, they DM me. Come and settle my marriage. But they'll say, don't believe any pastor. I mean, real life, not the joke. They will still DM me for prayer. But they say, prayer is not a You don't need prayer. <laughs> it's only the mumu watching that we go out. But the person telling you that he's not even doing it. He is getting people to pray for him or her. deceiver. So many have gone to break their marriages. The person telling you is not even married. He said, don't let a man walk over you. Manifest. Manifest. Come and tell us your home. Yes, yes, yes. She has not even married. And she's telling you, don't let any man tell. One of the ways to grow your Instagram page fast, just say men has come. You go grow. They are not married. So those who, they, when they marry, you see how humble they will be. So that they will need them for their husband. Meanwhile, they've allowed you to break one of my uh, Pastor Midrash mentees. Really solid mentee. I used to follow Pastor Midrash online, everything. After a while, she, we didn't hear from her for a long time. Over a year. Or two, almost two years. When she came back, she told Pastor Midrash that Instagram nearly put her in trouble. She was following all this feminist page. Fight your husband! Stand up for yourself! She followed them, dragged that thing. Marriage break. They separated and went away. For two years, her marriage was broken. When she came back to herself and went back to the word of God and how God has already designed how the family structure will work. It's not these new people that they born yesterday that will teach you what God that God, God that created man and woman knows the, the way to their hearts. And when the Bible says submit, they didn't say submit to every man you see on the road. I don't, I don't, I don't enter submission today because it's a whole sermon. I'm trying not to enter it. He say you will choose who you will submit to. Why are Nigerians living, submitting to Buari to go and submit to somebody in Canada? We are choosing our president. Abi, when you get to that Canada now, won't you obey the laws there? So submission is not a problem. The only problem is that you chose somebody you don't like to submit to. Like I told you last week, if we all had the chance to choose who our parents would be, don't we all know who our parents would be? We'll all be siblings. You know, go past five people. Now, five people go be our whole uh, parents for this world. You know, go past five. The rest, we don't care. And those five, they have enough money to even take care of us. So, submission is not bad. So, if they say choose your parent now, and you choose uh, Bezos or, uh, or, 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 or whoever, and, and he says, oh, in this household, um, all children must come in by 8 o'clock p.m. No problem. That's submission. I guess what submission is now. You are the one that uses your head to choose who you want to submit to. And it, the story didn't, in the Bible didn't stop there. They also mentioned what the men should do. But you know, men never argue about their part. It's only women that I see arguing about it. Men, they, they told men too what to do. Men don't argue. But women will keep the arguing. That woman broke her home after two years of separation. God gave her sense back. She came back to her family. Ah, she now came back and told me that she won't try it again. So now she's the number one anti-feminist. Anywhere they write, she will go and tell them it's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. 
Don't try this. You will go and write it there. Anywhere they go. Because they have used a eye to see pepper. Many of them, since they are writing to you, they are not doing it. They are not fighting their own husband like that. Are you following what I'm saying, sir? Deceiver. So check every spirit. What's, some people are offended. Somebody, her husband has maltreated her. She's offended at men. She's now teaching you from that offense. You can't differentiate now which one is the spirit of God and which one is the offense spirit. You must be able to discern. Test every spirit. What they're saying might look like it has some truth in it, but the spirit behind it is not good. It's offense. Some people are offended with their pastor. They had a pastor that offended them. Like I said, don't trust any pastor. Mm-mm. Calm down. Be coming down. Go and settle with the person that offended you. Don't now say all oh, these things bad. That's not true. Did somebody get what I'm saying? Test every spirit. The deceiver wants to deceive people. Wants to deceive people with philosophies of men. Everybody should belong to a church and should be active in a church. There's no two ways about it. You need that spiritual family because you, you don't have everything. The way God created a family, both physical and spiritual, is that you have some gifts that people need and you need some thing, gifts that people have. Do you understand? You have some gifts that people need, but you need some gifts that people have. See how Yari ministered today in song now. I can't sing like that. So I need him to minister like that. I get what I'm saying? You can't get that ministry in your house by yourself. You can't. Even if you try, will only you play the keyboard, drum, and sing? So other people bring their gifts to minister to you. You too, you bring that your own gift to minister to us. Nobody's complete. Are you here, somebody? God, the way God arranged family, both physical and spiritual, is that you have people to go the journey with you for accountability, for responsibility. That's why children that don't grow in a proper family setting, they said, when, even when they grow, they still don't understand what a family, how a family should function. Somebody getting what I'm saying? Let me read two scriptures, then we'll close. How do you deal with deception? I'm going to deal with all these things majorly next week, how to deal with all these things we've said. Because there are many of them, I'm going to deal with the solutions to them. But let me mention this one here. How do you deal with deception? Deception is very easy. You deal with it with truth. When you test the spirits, then you bring out the truth. You must know the truth. You see, Jesus' temptation was very interesting. He was tempted three times. The three temptations had three different strategies in it. The first one was temptation, actually. The first one was temptation. The second one was deception. The third one was seduction. Okay? First one, temptation. He was hungry after fasting. Satan said, turn stone to bread. That's temptation. I'm hungry. You're talking about bread. Second one is deception. Look at it on the screen. Jesus took him to, I mean, Satan took Jesus to a high mountain and told him, jump from there. The Bible says he will give his angels charge over you. So Satan was quoting scripture, but it was misquoting it. It was the truth. I'm saying half truth is the worst lie. He was saying that, the Bible said jump now, is deception. And many Christians would have jumped in the name of defending the gospel. Because that, that's what many people are building their platform on. I'm defending the truth. And you are criticizing men of God. That's your own way of defending the truth. Ah, well done. Remember that one day, you will stand before the people that call those people. And you will say, oh God, <laughs> how far? God can defend himself. Mm, thank you for your defense. God can defend himself. If you know better than anybody preaching, start your own. Mm, leave everybody. Start your own. Let's see. 
And he said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast yourself into the sea, and he shall and give his angels charge over you. He used scripture to try to deceive him. The third one was seduction. I will make you popular and make you great. Ah, popularity is killing people today. They want to be popular. They want, they want likes. They want views. So you, you are saying things you should not be saying as a Christian because people will clap for you. It's the same seduction. Seduction. What you don't know is that when you start dancing in the market, eh, if you want the crowd to still remain, you must keep dancing. That's the trap. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. When you start dancing in the market and you remove your top, only bra remain. And people increase the clap. Woo! Woo! You go still remove that bra. Mm. You remove the trousers. Woo! 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 Only pants remain. Uh, if you want to keep the momentum of this clap, people that join your cause, that's, they never tell them you're going to kill your family. They say, just join. Kill only cow. <laughs> you become the para. You bring three cows. Say, no, no, me. I'm ready. Kill the cow. <laughs> After they say, trouble has come. Come you see Chief Sansu that died. Nah, the, the demon won't eat special. So we have to sacrifice somebody. I say, ah, no problem now. Get boys to go and they say, no. It must be somebody that will take your place. So it has to be your blood. You say, okay, my mother is in the village. Bring that one. Two or three years after, they say, yeah, now, you need another person. Because the death has come again. It's a Nigerian election. It's every four years. It has come again. Who do you want to kill now? I say, my last born. <laughs> For it to finish with you. Even you, when you die, those are called, when you die, they will still come and carry your, your heart. <laughs> Satan, now they follow play. He's, an enemy. He's not playing with you. Seduction. Come and dance. Let people give me money. Let people give me likes, views. They will appreciate me that I say the truth. You don't owe anybody any explanation. So in Nigeria, people that don't attend church are judging matter inside church. What do you concern you with that we do for our church? Let it be the church members that will talk. You stay outside. But yet, people that are not inside, they want to tell us how we should run church. Do, we, do I go to nightclub and tell them how to run it? So why are members from nightclub coming here to tell me how to run church? I don't understand though, how they do this thing now. I've never gone to any nightclub to tell them that this champagne is too expensive. I've never gone there. <laughs> that the owner of this nightclub is enjoying too much. I've never gone there to say that. But yet, members of that nightclub are the one judge our matter. Stay in your house. When you start dancing, the dance must not stop. I can never forget in the village, me and my elder brother went for one village occasion. You know, everybody, most time, most, that time, most people were still living in the village. We were the only town boys, you know? When you are the soji guys, you're the guys that come from town to village for Christmas. Everybody respects you. So we were doing a party. They now play playing, you know, Michael Jackson. All those village boys never see, they don't know Michael. That's no internet now. No, Leo's no man. Oh, can't they see break dance? Oh, can't they see back? We finish them. We are brother. Everybody surround us. They clap. They clap. But you see, that clapping enters head. That dance, you clap. Woo, woo, woo. Attention. People like, we like attention as human beings. Woo, woo, woo. When all the English song finish. Mm. They can't start local Igbo song. Mm. Mm. That's how our regime ends. Not that I know, say fans are not committed. Once a new masquerade comes, they go close your own. That's why you can't sacrifice your destiny for them. Once new masquerade begin dance, then go all live. Don't lose Christ and lose the God in you because you want to please them. 
Jesus answered him by saying, we don't tempt the Lord our God. He answered with a higher truth. That's how to answer the deceiver. He's a deceiver. You answer him because you, you, know, you know the truth and you're able to discern the spirit. Which spirit is speaking through this person? Whose spirit is speaking through this person? Sometimes it's the spirit of offense. I'll end with this story. That's why you must protect your ear. It's not everything you must hear or see. There are some pages you need to unfollow on social media. Mute it in a way that you will never see their post. It's for your good. Some pages you are following, they are corrupting your soul. To say words do not affect you means you are ignorant. Because you were created for words to affect you. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That's how you were designed. You were designed to be activated by words. To so say, oh, it doesn't matter, just tell me. No, it's don't open your ear. Sometimes Satan targets you to give you information that you have no business hearing about somebody that is beneficial to you. But once you hear that thing, you can no longer receive. It's a ta they targeted you, and you too fair for it because your ear must hear. One of my very good friends, he attends the church of my mentor. Great mentor of mine that has helped me a lot. But this guy attends the church, and it was the pastor's right-hand man. And they had fights or whatever, an issue. And he had to leave the church. And when he came to see me, he was telling me that, ah, I was asking him, oh, how is church? He said, ah, he has left. And he wanted to not go into the story of what they had. I said, mm-mm. See, it's good to have sense. Even though I teach this in one there's people that still don't have sense. Their ears still scratching them. If your ear is scratching, use cutting board and dig it. It's not story you use for it. I told the guy, I caught him. Then I knew that he was going to go down. I said, mm -mm. Leave it, leave it, leave it. I changed the topic. Not because I'm stupid, no. If he tells me that story, I will lose my mentor. He can't mentor me. He, he might not even mean bad. He's just offended. But if you remove my mentor, you can't mentor me now. There are many spiritual orphans like that. Somebody has dislodged their father from them because of story. So now you have no father. You have joined the spiritual orphans that have no covering, no father, no mentor. I said, don't tell me. Thank you very much. Mm. Let's be talking about other talk. Leave my mentor for me. Because the day you tell me all these things, it will affect how I see him. I won't receive. Somebody get what I'm saying? Protect what you are hearing. Don't put your ear down for everything. Okay, you two, check, check it. All the, every time they told you something about somebody, how, did, didn't it affect you? Didn't it affect how you saw the person from that day? Okay, imagine as Yari was singing now. And do you, you see Yari leaning down here? And almost crying, all those things. Yes. You see, God has no perfect vessels. All the vessels he used, all he used, eh? they are all flawed from one to hundred, no matter the name you want to call. They are all flawed vessels. What, are, what helps you is that when you don't know about their flaws, you receive. Once you know about their flaws, no matter how annoying, that is nothing that they do so. If there's in somebody's congregation that he has slept with, or somebody's congregation that has heard that he has slept with somebody, or that he smokes weed, People say, hmm, I don't know whether <laughs> this guy smoke before he come here. Oh. He don't take, oh. he don't half blunt. He take half blunt before he come. Oh. I don't know the spirit of the mover now. That's what happened to you. And you will lose. Satan will win. Because last, last, God will still have to send an, a messenger to you. He's still a human being he will send to you. And if he's a human being, the person will come with flaws. It's like saying you won't receive your DHL parcel because they're staying on the DHL man's shirt and you won't receive your parcel. You know your parcel? When you request for heaven, don't release them. But the, 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 the delivery man, 
I don't like him. He's proud. Doing the talk. I can't take it. That's what people are doing. So they are missing what God has for them because they've opened their ear to rubbish. Don't tell me any story. Thank you. There are too many, see, there are too many negativity in this world already. Don't come and add more to my life. The ones I'm dealing with, they're already plenty. Come and add new one. Every negative gist they give you is like, wait, have you noticed? It's about their point. <laughs> Some of you are literally crawling because of story they're packing on you. Come and say, I'm free. free. <laughs> say, I will walk in the truth. I will not be deceived. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Give the Lord a big hand. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.